Come on, church, let's just understand that it is His breath in our nostrils today. It is His breath in our lungs today. Without Him, we are incomplete. We need Jesus to fill us every day. We need Jesus to move in our life. No matter whatsoever is surrounding us, no matter whatsoever is pressuring us, but all we need is Jesus leading us. All that we have to understand is, am I the child of this living God? Am I the child of this powerful God? Am I the child of this wonderful God? Am I the child of this omnipotent Father? If I am the child of God, no Red Sea can stand against me. No power of the devil can stand against me. The law will give me victory. Psalmist says, let everything that has breath praise the name of the Lord. I'm asking and calling out every individual right now from the front to the last. Every individual completely be lost in the presence of God. Be lost in His presence. As the psalmist says, let everything that has breath praise the name of the Lord. Let that praise raise from your nostrils. Let that praise raise within yourself. Let that praise raise, be raised in our circumstances, in our sanctuary today. Let that praise. Oh, yeah. We love you, Lord. 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 He's looking for some good Jesus lovers. And I'm praying, let my generation awaken. Let my generation awaken for the time such as this. I am a child of God. 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 I will never let the enemy, I will never let the devil create any doubt in me. I am a child of God. sense the move of Holy Spirit in our midst. I sense the Spirit of God moving in our midst. Friends, it's no joke. It's no joke. This is not a performance here. I sense the Spirit of God moving in this place. 
And I'm sure my generation will be awakened tonight for the time such as this. We as the body of Christ, no matter whichever church we go to, but we will stay united for the time, for the time such as this. Spirit, I ask you to lead us. I ask you to lead us. I ask you to lead us, Lord. The spirit of rejection be taken away in Jesus' name. Spirit of rejection be taken away in Jesus name you have no role among my generation you have no power among my people father once again we submit ourselves to thy hands we ask you Lord that you will move you will talk to us and your spirit will be imparted on all of our lives thank you for what you have started we believe we continue to hold on to that grace of yours thank you for your fellowship thank you for your love in Jesus matchless name we pray amen 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 as we all remain standing for a moment can we read a scripture portion If you all have your Bibles with you, if not, I know that this is a digital generation. You have your phones, your iPads. Second Corinthians chapter one, verse eight to ten. Second Corinthians chapter one, verse eight to ten. If anybody who has the mic can Christy lead it round for us. Second Corinthians chapter one, verse eight to ten. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about the hardships we have suffered in the presence of Apollos of Asia, who was under great pressure far beyond our ability to endure, so that we could so we despaired even of life. Indeed, in our hearts we felt the sentence of death, but this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raised the dead. He has delivered us from the deadly peril, and He will deliver us. On Him we have set. Can we all be seated in God's presence for a moment? Thank you so much, um, Dallas City and the, the youngsters from different churches who have come and been part of our church service today. Um, as I stand here, I don't know the Lord, I, I sense a great anointing in this house today. So as we are going to spend in a few moments reading into the scriptures and understanding from the word, one undivided attention, and I'm sure the Lord will definitely speak to our hearts. 
Once again, thank you so much for coming out to Zion United Conference tonight. <clears throat> I thank the Chattanooga team who is with us today. Can everybody from the Chattanooga Church stand up? We want to appreciate. Uh, Dallas City wants to welcome Chattanooga. Come on, people. God bless you. God bless you. Alvin, you are great. Every member of this team, such, such powerful. Great testimonies from them. Last, a uh, couple of months ago, I spoke at their conference, um, two months ago, I believe. It was such a powerful, it was such a great joy to be with the entire church and minister to all of them. And um, right then, we decided uh, we want to do something in Dallas City. And uh, I'm thankful for, for the leadership that they, they, they allowed us to all come together for this. Thankful for all the leadership of our church and leadership across Dallas City from various churches who have allowed us to uh, partner with many, many talented musicians across our Dallas City. Thank you so much once again as a pastor of Zion Gospel Assembly. I want to extend my thank you. Thank you and thank you. I appreciate your, that you have taken your time uh, to be here. May God bless you. And together we are stronger in the kingdom of God. This evening we're going to talk about a scripture portion that we just read, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8 to 10. When Paul, Apostle Paul is writing these scriptures to the church of Corinth, he's expressing the great hardships that he's been going through. He's expressing all the great um, uh, problems that he's been facing within the church, outside the church, in the province of Asia, when he's traveling as a missionary, as a evangelist as an apostle as he is traveling planting churches um, he's expressing all the problems that he has been facing all through all through the years and as we read that scripture i'm sure there are people here who relate to the same story people in leadership people in pastoral positions people as worship leaders i'm sure we all experience the same kind of struggles we have struggles within our community. We have struggles outside our community. We have struggles everywhere. This is what I want to say. If you are a born-again Pentecostal believer, you will have struggles. No matter where you are, you will always and always and always will have struggles. Come on. Is that right? Is anybody who says, I have no struggles in my life. Come on, please help me that I can live a life like you. Without any struggles. I want to live a life like that. But I, I began a, my ministry journey started when I was probably um, 12 years, 11 years old. Started ministering. And from the very young days, I've been seeing hardships everywhere. And I totally understand with a great pain when, when Apostle Paul is writing the scriptures to the church of Corinth. The brothers and sisters... We do not want you to be uninformed about the troubles we experience in the province of Asia. In all the places that we traveled, we had great trouble. We had to go through a lot of persecution, a lot of troubles, a lot of people that were opposing us. But one thing Paul makes us understand is, in verse 9 it says, Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. Understand the next 
line that it says there. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God. How beautifully Paul writes the scriptures. And I'm sure this is a very powerful word to my generation right here today. We are a Snapchat generation. Everything is so instant. Everything is so fast. But something that was written almost 2,000 years ago <laughs> has not faded away. It is still the same. And it has the same power even today. Paul is reminding us as the 21st century generation, the very fast generation, we don't want to be tracked at all. We don't want our identity to be revealed at all. But at the same time, this is what the scripture is reminding us. It is the same power of God that is dwelling in us. And the Lord is, is, ha has helped Apostle Paul to write down and saying that. But this happened that we might not rely on our own strength. How many times we rely our own strength? My understanding, my knowledge. Come on, friends. Sometimes it's all utter waste. We got to rely on God. And I'm sure as a worship leader, Brother Alvin, you might have practiced for hours and hours together. And uh, Al and, and the entire team, you might do great performance. I mean, great, it's not a performance, but great practice sessions. But there are moments, not just few moments, but I believe the entire worship set, we rely on His Spirit to move through our worship. There might be worship leaders in this group. There might be evangelists. There might be pastors in this group. This is what I want to tell. Whatever we gain, whatever we understand from our worldly education, everything can fail us. Apostle Paul is an educated man. None of his education helped him when he was going through struggles and oppressions and persecution. All that kept him going was the grace of Jesus Christ. The second song as we were singing, it just broke my heart. It just broke my heart. Am I a child of God? And today, in our generation, this is what the devil is trying to do. He is trying to pour guilt in our heart and trying to take away this very concept that you are not the child of God. The reason is because the moment and the places and every time when you, whenever you understand that you are a child of God, nothing can come against you. No power in the entire world can destroy you. When we understand as individual beings that I am a child of God. Red Sea will be divided when I know I am a child of God. Goliath will be defeated when I know I am a child of God. Every Jordan will be divided when I know I am a child of God. Every walls of Jericho will be broken down when I know I am a child of this God. Every persecution, every oppression will be taken away when I know I am a child of this Lord. 
Today, my generation, we have to understand. Let's get back to that understanding that I am the child of God. If Jesus Christ himself has called us as his children, let, no, let nobody else take us away from that status. We are his children. We are his children. And Apostle Paul reminds our church here as we read through that scripture we do not want you to be uninformed. So there are problems. Nobody has to keep themselves in a place where you think that there are no problems at all. And when you become a Pentecostal believer, I would say the moment you become a Pentecostal believer, the moment you accept Jesus Christ and set your life to lead a holy life, that's the moment all hell is loosed against you. The moment you decide that I want to follow Jesus, every devil in the entire Hell is against you. If you want to be a normal Christian, nobody cares. But now you have to understand whose team are you in. If you are a child of God, the devil will be always against you. But the good news is he will never be able to overcome you. Why? Because the one who is inside me has conquered the world. The one who is inside me is more powerful than the one in the world. Enemy and his deceit and his lies cannot prevail over my life because everything that the scripture says about me is true because I am a child of God. Verse 8. It just reminds us that if you are alive and you are a Pentecostal, you will always have trouble. But in your trouble, trust in the one who has conquered everything on that cross. I am a child of God. Verse 9 is so fascinating there. Indeed, we felt we have received the sentence of death. The, 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 the problem that Apostle Paul was facing was so heavy on him that he compared that to a life sentence or death sentence being given to him. As we look into that scripture, verse 9, it says, but this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. When we look into the scriptures here, we have to see and understand Apostle Paul, when he is writing this, he's facing a death sentence. All the problems that he's facing, he's equally equating that with the death sentence that he might have received earlier in his ministry. And we, when we look in, or when we read to the book of Acts, we also understand this Paul has been flogged a lot of times. He was, he was in, in prison a lot of times. He went through a lot of shipwrecks. He had trouble in the land and on the sea. Everywhere Apostle Paul goes and testifies about Jesus. He has problem. He is carrying all the problem with him. Wherever he goes, he encounters problem. And all these problems, he's just collectively addressing that as a death sentence that has been issued against him. But this is what Paul reminds that. But this all happened so that we do not rely on our own strength, but on God. After that, he makes another writing, another 
few words that he adds is the main essence to the entire portion that we see, the my God who raises the dead. Which simply means even if the Roman government, even if the entire Jewish people, even if the entire group of my, even if my enemies gave me a death sentence, I trust on a God who raises the, what's the word? Who raises the dead. When I am with the Lord who can raise the dead, I don't care about the death sentence. I don't care about what the world has to offer against my life or against my ministry when I have the Lord who raises the dead. Friends, who do we have with us today? Do we have a Lord who raises the dead? Dry bones. You might be in the greatest valley of emptiness, but my Lord has the power to bring life into those desolate situations. No matter whatsoever we're facing, no matter which valley we are stuck in, but I believe in a God who will raise us up at his due time. Apostle Paul reminds us saying that all this happened so that I don't rely on myself, but on God who raises the dead. So no matter whatever happens, even if the Roman government kills me, I know they don't have the power to take me out of God's will. My ministry is not determined in the hands of Roman government. They can give me death sentence, but life belongs to the Lord. And he will raise me up at his own due time. Come on, friends, what are you facing? What are you facing today? Are you going through a value of emptiness? Are you going through a value, a valley where you have nobody's help? Are you going through a valley where everybody is against you and you are the only person fighting this battle? You're not alone. Come on, friend. You are not alone. My Lord is with you. The one who can raise the dead. He is with you. And that is why when we sing songs, let it come out of our heart. Everything that has breath, praise the name of the Lord. Why? Because I have a one. I serve the one. I worship the one who can raise the dead things of my life. What are the dead issues of your life? What are those promises that you are waiting to hear? What are those issues in your life that you want an answer from the Lord? What are those questions that you have been asking? The Lord have mercy on me. Where shall my answer come from? The Lord says, I am the one who has the power to raise the dead. I am with you. I am with you. The next scripture portion as we go on, we understand in verse 9, the most important thing that we will get to know is it's never about you. Most of us rely on, on our own strength, our own abilities, our own potential. But we have to understand it's not about me. Come on. It's not about me. Sometimes we think that if I, am, I don't show up in church, worship will never take place. If I don't sing in this group, the worship set is going to collapse. If I don't play my instrument, nothing is going to happen. Come on, friends. It's not about you. 
As a pastor, there's times that I have to realize and understand church does not revolve around a pastor. It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. It's never about a person. It's never about a person, but on the Lord who raises the dead. It's about him. And the moment we understand it's all about Jesus, we will be completely be on our knees when we hear those songs when it comes out of our heart and we worship the Lord we will be on our knees because we are in love with this Jesus who raises the dead friends what are we facing today what are those areas that you need an answer from the Lord i guarantee you be a Jesus lover be a child a true child of god you will have your answers you will have your answers i repeat that you will have your answers be a true child of god verse 9 helps us to understand it was it is and it will never be about us The moment I start revolving this church around me, and the moment people realizes it, Pastor Justin is not in the house. I'm not coming to worship. It's time for me to leave. Are you trying to understand this? One of my, I I love to hear my sermons. You know, from Pastor Francis Chan. Most of us know he he spoke at our, at our PCNAC conference. One of the things that I love about this man is. Um, and this is something that I and my wife Anisha we focus on. Pastor Francis Chan planted a very—I don't know which city—but he planted a very big, huge church. He started a small church, but the church grew larger and beca- became big and mega church. But what happened is down the lane, people started coming to the church only to hear Francis Chan speaking. And the moments and the and and those Sundays or the Wednesdays when Pastor Francis is not in the church. people or the ch- i mean people drop their attendance they don't come to church any longer and when francis chan understood that people are coming to church just to hear from him he resigned from the church and he elevated another leader to take the platform i don't know if any pastor would love to do that when you are running a mega church of nearly 6 to 7000 people I don't know. I mean, when your life is going so good, and everybody wants to have a set life, right? No matter you are an engineer, doctor, or you are a pastor, everybody wants to have a set life. But I'm so happy for this wonderful man when he understood that people were coming up only to hear from him. He resigned from the church because that was deviating God's purpose into the lives of people. He went back as a missionary to China for a couple of years. lived a life that nobody knows he just went undercover came back again planted another church and that church eventually grew out to be again a bigger church what i'm trying to say is a church should never revolve a life should never revolve around just one person's ideas it's never about us it will never be about us it is all and all about the lord who has saved my life he is the one who raises the dead Justin cannot raise any dead but my lord who is with me can raise the dead hallelujah 
And that's why Apostle Paul is reminding us all today at this church, at our church, at our fellowship, at our conference today is, friends, it's never about you. It's about our Jesus. Can we look into verse 10? Is that okay? Is everybody cool with that? Verse 10, okay. Verse 10 says, He has delivered us from such a deadly peril that he will deliver us again. This scripture, verse 10, reminds us about the faith and hope that Apostle Paul has on Jesus Christ. That this Lord who has saved me in my previous years, he has all power to save me yet again. He is not only my God of yesterday, he is the Lord of my today. He is not only the Lord of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, but he is the Lord of me Today, in this generation. And that is why we have been forgetting in our generation. Whenever I've been traveling to speak at different areas, different places, and whenever I see uh, people of my generation, you know, when I talk to them, one of the things that I understand is I go to church because my dad takes me to church. I go to church because my parents force me. I, go to, I do this. Come on, people. If your parents are forcing you to go to church, go with them. Just for the sake of me being a pastor and, you know, not raised creating any problem I'm just saying that but at the same time but the reality of the issue is go to church because you want to go and not somebody else is forcing you be at the feet of Jesus because you want to do it when we look into the scriptures we see two ladies and among them one of them chose to be at the feet of Jesus by herself. Nobody forced her to do it. The community wanted her to cook in the kitchen. Her family members wanted her to prepare for Jesus. But she chose to be at the feet of Jesus Christ. Today what the Lord is looking forward to see is how much we have accomplished and how much we have done. No, 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 no. How much we have spent time in his presence. You might prepare the big wonderful pasta or biryani, whatever you like. He doesn't care about that. All that he wants to see is, is my children at my feet. At the feet of Jesus, I find hope. At the feet of Jesus, I find my refuge. At the feet of Jesus, I find life. At his feet. At his feet. It could be a self-realization today. Am I an individual? As an individual, am I at the feet of Jesus Christ? Paul reminds us in, in chapter, in verse 9 there, and uh, verse 10, that he, has, he who has delivered us from the, such a deadly peril, he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope and he will continue to deliver us. Verse 10 kind of reminds us about the situations that Apostle Paul has faced in the early days of his ministry. All the pressures that he has encountered. All the pressures that he might have faced. All the struggles that he might have faced as an evangelist, as a missionary, as a pastor, as a, as, as, as a church a planter. All the struggles he might have gone through. And 
I believe all the pressures that he might have gone through in his ministry life were just preparing him for something better. Sometimes when one small accusation comes against us, comes around us, we just want to run away. We don't want to be, we don't want to show our face at all. We just want to run away. But hear this. All the pressures that create around you, are, which is created a, around you, I don't know how many Hindi lovers are here. Wasari dabawat jo tumhare charo taraf hai, wo tumhare andar se khuda ki ek nai ras ko bahar nikal deti hai. In other words, or in English, that was little Bollywood. I'm sorry. <laughs> All the struggles that I'm going through, the pressures of life that I'm facing, that I'm going through, it's just the Lord is creating a space to elevate me at the right time. Apostle Paul could have been dead long ago during the shipwreck, during the time he was in the prison, but no, the Lord kept him safe and alive so that he can do more for the Lord. We can also look into the scriptures. When we look into the scriptures from the life of David and Goliath, which is the most loving scriptures of my from my childhood, I love David and Goliath. In all our Sunday school classes, whenever our um, my teachers have missed to you know, prepare their lessons for my Sunday school class, only chapter that they teach us again and again and again is David and Goliath. Poor aunties and uncle who know only one story. But it is such a beautiful scripture. Try to understand this. God did not allow David to face Goliath without giving her practice with the lion and the bear. The lion and the bear was just a preparation from God into the life of David to kill Goliath at the right time. And then when he has created that time and that moment in the life of David, God was just creating a place where his pressures will be converted to his greatest potential to be as the king of Israel. It was just a set up plan by God Almighty. Just try to understand this. David might have thought, why am I going through these lions? Why just me? There's so many other shepherds. There's so many other people. Why just me? I faced the lion two weeks ago. Now I am facing the bear. Why me? Why me? Why me? But David, please try to understand. All the Davids here try to understand. The, the Lady Davids and the Guy Davids. All the Davids here try to understand this. The struggles, your lions, your bears are just teaching you to face your Goliath. Nobody else will face your Goliath. No, 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 no. You don't, not your mama, not your dad, not their fasting prayers. Nothing will help you at that moment. Your lions, your bears will help you face your Goliath. Come on, people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Try to understand this. Your lion, your bear will help you face your Goliath. Do you have the strength to face your Goliath? If not, ask the Lord to send more lions in your way. Prepare yourself for the great battle.
Ask the Lord to send more bears your way. And when David stands and talks to Saul, he talks to Saul and he says that, Hey Saul, I can handle this because I have faced a lion. I have faced a bear. I have been there in this situation. I can face the Goliath. Who is talking this? A small young guy who has no experience with battle. A young guy who doesn't even fit into the armor. Uh, the weapon. He cannot even use the weapons of what Saul is providing. He cannot use anything that normal warriors will be using. All that he knows is the life of a shepherd. But the Lord was preparing him. And David stands strong on his voice. And he looks to the eye of Saul and he says, Hey Saul, allow me to challenge Goliath because I know the Lord was preparing me for time such as this. Come on somebody. I don't know what all struggles you might have faced. In recent days, recent months, all these years. But all that I have to say is, your Goliath is coming. And the Lord will definitely give you victory. If the Lord has given you victory with all your bears and lions, He will give you victory with your Goliath as well. Hallelujah. No matter whatever situation it is, He will give you victory. Victory belongs to the Lord. And if you know, if I know, if we know as children of God, we know if I am a child of God, victory belongs to us. And that's one reason why David stands strong and he says, I can handle this. Bring it on. Goliath, come against me. I can handle this. I can handle this. Saul, allow me to fight this battle. All these days, Goliath was challenging against the people of God. All these days, Goliath was challenging all the Israelites. But today is the day. Allow me. Allow me. Allow me. I am ready to take this battle. I am ready to face it. Are you running away from your own problems? Are you running away from your own struggles? The Lord who has saved you and protected you and given you victory with your lions and with your bears, He is able to do the same with your Goliaths. He will do it again. He will do it again. In verse 10, we always see and we have to understand that the situations where you have been, the problems that you have been is just a preparation for the greater that is yet to come. And when you face the greater troubles of your life, that is just an elevation for you. David did not know what he was going to do. But once he killed Goliath, the Lord at the right time elevated him as the king of the entire Israel. Whatever we are going through, the Lord at the right time will elevate us for greater purpose that he knows through our life. And in, in, in um, verse Luke chapter 22, verse 41, I'm going to end right after this. Luke chapter 22, verse 41, we look into the life of Jesus. He's undergoing a lot of pressures of life. He's undergoing a lot of struggle right now at this moment, at this point. And the Lord we see is he's in the garden of Gethsemane. Eh? And what the Lord is doing is he's praying. He's, he's praying at that time. And, and when it, while he's praying, Bible says the sweat is dropping out like blood droplets. 
And at this point, we also understand that the, law, the pressure that is mounted on Jesus is so much and so much and so much that he is struggling. And he says, he looks to the Lord and says that, if the Lord, if you can, please take this cup away from me. I cannot handle it. I cannot handle it. But again, the Lord looks to his father and says, I know I am a child of you. I know I am your child. And I believe beyond this word, Jesus understood the reality. Even if the Romans kill me, even if the Jewish nation kills me, I know of the one who can still raise me up on the third day. I know and I trust in my Father who will raise me up. Jesus knew the value and understood the power of being the child of God. And that's why he said, God, I cannot take this. I cannot handle it. Please take this cup away from me. Please take it away from me. But again, the next word Jesus says, the next sentence, Jesus looks to his Father and he says, Lord, let your will be done, not mine. And I believe beyond that word, Jesus was trying to say, Lord, I understand. Father, I know the power that you have, that you, even if this entire group of people who are against me can overpower and kill me on the third day, you will raise me up again because that's what your promise is and that's what your scripture says and I believe on it. And today, church, no matter whatsoever, the world have accused against you, have told against you, all the problems, all the friend circle that have treated you not so good in these days. I mean, I, I want to tell you, my Lord, at the very right time, will elevate you. My Lord, who has the power to raise the dead, will give you life. Will give you life. Coming back to the scriptures, I want to ask, what or are those areas that you think are dead? My Lord says, I can give life to that. I can give life to that. But am I, as an individual, acknowledging the fact that, God, I thank you because you are my father and I am your child. I am your child. The moment I understand the value of being a child of God, no guilt, no power, and then the entire hell can take this life away without the consent of heaven. And as I understand the power of being the child of God, and as I worship this maker, worship this Lord, I believe heaven will invade our situations. Come on, somebody. Heaven will start to invade our problems. Heaven will start to invade in our circumstances, our surroundings, our friendships, our everything. Heaven will start to take control. As worshipers of the Lord, as evangelists and pastors and whosoever, as, as young leaders of this generation, my word to you today is, as a body of Christ, we stand united. The devil has no power in it. As a body of Christ, no matter we go to IPC church, AG church, Shalom church, whichever church we all go through, but we have to understand we are the body of Christ. Together, we are the body of Christ. When we stand united in his presence, his spirit of healing will flow through our ministry. Brother Alvin, 
and the team here and all the young leaders seated here when you minister in your churches i'm declaring this word when you church when you minister in your churches united as you stand you will see healings and wonders coming back to the church a couple of months ago and i i i think i shared this while i was ministering in chatnuga church that i read an article that um the assemblies of god had released and which said that within the next 15 years within the next 15 years the movement of holy spirit is slowly dying down in most of the churches and the churches are running away and giving more time for worshiping in tongues worshiping in spirit worshiping or allowing the spirit to move and this is my humble request for my generation as you minister in different places let's allow the holy spirit to take control let's allow the spirit of god to move in our midst and i know when we allow the spirit of god to move in our midst healings will happen no pastor has to lay their hand but i believe when people sing songs healings are taking place miracles will happen signs and wonders will happen when we allow the spirit of god to just incubate our church our area heaven will invade our circumstances can we all stand in god's presence let us allow the spirit of god to move in our midst right now let us just give ourselves unto the hands of the lord and to say god i am your child i am your child red sea will depart red sea will be divided jordan will be moved away jericho walls will be broken because i know of the one i believe in the one who raises the dead i trust in the one who raises the the dead and god i believe in you today that no matter whatever circumstances and situations that we are facing we are going through lord we pray and we ask of your spirit to invade our churches and our worship sessions and our lifestyles oh lord and we pray that you will take complete control you will take complete control every eye closed right now every eye closed looking to jesus and asking the lord lord speak to me speak to me lord speak to me speak to me lord speak to me speak to me lord come on people have that desire coming out of yourself and saying lord you speak to me today i want to be your child i want to live like your child i want to be your child and live like your child oh lord i want to live the rest of my life as your child father i pray that we as your children live this life in this world oh lord no matter whatever happens oh lord death might come against us lions may rise against us bears may come against us goliath may rise against us lord but i pray that the one who has the power to raise the dead to give us that power and to live within us oh lord I pray God that you will raise the dead situations of every individual here seated here. I pray Lord that your spirit will move. Just submit ourselves to the Lord as we sing another song. Let's just understand the value of being his child. There is so much great power in that. So much so much so much power there was so much that that word has so much weight in it as i say lord i am your child 
I am your child. I am your child. Let the devil around you hear this carefully. That you are his child. 